The following podcast may be unsuitable for children or more sensitive listeners and may contain explicit language. Breaking news. Republicans have funded NASA's first white flight space program. Hey, this is WBEZ's It's All True podcast brought to you with help from thewhiskeyjournal.com. I'm your host, Tim Barnes, and you just heard a fake news headline from me, your host, Tim Barnes. Each week, I chat with a guest and ask them to reveal a headline for a funny true story. In this episode, I talk to one of my favorite comics, Lisa Traeger. Lisa's been a panelist on the E! Network's Chelsea Lately and has also appeared on Comedy Central. She's got a lot of stories. I have a lot of sexual stories, a lot of drunk stories, uh, not a lot of success stories. But before we get to that... Here's a bit of her comedy. For me, I feel like if I hate one girl, if I hate one girl, it's like, women hate women. It's like, no, Becky's a bitch. Like, why can't I hate her? You can hate Steve. Why can't I hate Becky? It's not fair. Like, it's, uh. That's what I mean, little things, you know? It's just little things. Like, um, anytime a movie comes out and it has a female lead or it's like four women, it's always just like, yeah, whatever. We've seen Sex in the City. It's just like Sex in the City. We've seen it before. Aaron Brockovich, shut up. You know, it's like, we've seen it, whatever. Why would we ever do this? It's a woman movie. And then it's like, there's been 50 years of Batman. You know what I mean? Like... (laughs) Five decades of Batman, and no one's ever like, yeah, I mean, we get it. You know? <laughs> Your parents are dead. You're sad. You know, we get it. We get it. And it doesn't stop there. It's like five Spider-Mans, Iron Mans, Avengers. Who's Thor? I don't know, but he has two fucking movies. It's like, That was comedian Lisa Traeger performing at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater in Los Angeles. Lisa started doing comedy in Chicago, and I got to talk to her right before she left for New York City. When she got in, she had to tell me the bitter truth about her relationship with podcasts. No, I don't listen to anybody, anything. I don't listen to any podcasts. Okay, well... uh, Mark Maron or you, don't give a f***. Don't (laughs) listen to either of them. So, I I don't have an iPod, you know? You don't? No. So it's like if I'm on my computer, I'm watching something mm-hmm. or I'm reading something and I just have music. Like I just there's never an opportunity for me to listen. I don't know. How long have you been doing stand up? Five years last month. So like, yeah, five years. You're one of those people that I don't see <laughs> what that leap was. Honestly, I did not know stand up was a thing. Like the only things I had watched through my youth was Ellen DeGeneres' HBO specials and Kings of Comedy. So that's all I knew about. <laughs> so Ellen DeGeneres and what, Bernie Mac were your two influences? Yeah, but I liked Cedric the Entertainer too. I mean, I like loved Kings of Comedy. Like, I loved it. Is it is great. <laughs> some milk and cookies. Yeah, it was the best <laughs> thing ever. Too goddamn late for some damn cookies and milk, man. Take your punk ass upstairs and get some rest. That's how I talk to him. F*** that time out shit. I got time for these badass kids. These kids will kill you. They gonna kill me. For some reason, I didn't realize it was a thing. And then after I saw Superbad, I was like, I'm going to write the woman version of Superbad. So Superbad's what started it. And then I was like, so I started taking like screenwriting classes and I hated it. And then some guy that I knew from high school was like, oh, I go to open mics for a comedy. Do you want to come watch? And I was like, yeah. And then someone who still is stand up today actually was up and I saw him and I was like, oh, he's terrible. If he could do it, I could do it. You know, like there's no way I can't do this. And then I went up for like two minutes, turned red, bombed. And then 
I came back the next week, got all these laughs, and my friends were like, did you just write those jokes? I'm like, yeah. And then I just could not stop. How long did it take you to find your voice? Because you have a very, you kind of walk on stage, you don't really care what's happening, and you're just going <laughs> to, I'm going to get through my set, I'm going to power through. How did you discover that? I was pretty comfortable, but I'm sure like watching it, I was like different. But I always tried to like chat. Oh, you have a lot of material about feminism. Yes. It's like if you're a white man and you're not successful, you're the worst. <laughs> There's nobody worse than you. If you are a white man and you do not have a 401k, walk into the river because you're useless. <laughs> what? You can't navigate the society made for you? What are you doing? The past year or so, I've gotten very, very close to the group of girls, and like we talk all the time, and we just continue to have the same issues. And so it just makes me angry. It's a Gloria Steinem quote, and it's like, when you discover the truth, um, you are set free, but first it pisses you off. And so I just got pissed off that these loser dudes were going on stage doing all this anti-woman jokes. or like, I'm poor, I'm this, I'm an alcoholic, and getting laid. And I was just like... You guys are the worst. And my friends just getting screwed over by the grossest men, (laughs) like married men that don't work. Their wives pay for everything. They're just smoking pot all day. And I just see this behavior that men get to get away with. And it just drives me insane. That is the funniest reason for a a, a feminist (laughs) uh, rant. Like you're jealous that men get to get up there and be complete. Yeah, because when we get up there and I'm just like, I'm a drunk. People are like, oh, poor girl. Like, I hope she gets it together. But guys get to go up and be practically homeless and like (laughs) it's just okay and that so that annoyed me i mean obviously there's bigger issues in the world i'm very into maslow's hierarchy of needs and stuff so like i understand there's like serious issues happening like where women can't go to school or you know girl babies are being murdered like i understand all those big problems as well but within my life it's just annoying to go to the movies and just constantly see women characters that are just like a wife or a silent person or just like the mean woman and it's just it's frustrating we'll be right back with more it's all true after the break and when we return you'll hear lisa traeger's headline for a funny true story by the way, if you have a headline for a funny true story, record it on your phone and email it to itsalltruepodcast at gmail.com with your name and where you're from. You never know, you might hear it on an episode. Anyway, let's uh, get to this break, shall we? <laughs> See you in a bit. Hey, this is Shannon Casey. I'm the host of a podcast called Homemade Stories. I have brand new neighbors moving into our downstairs apartment. They have a little girl, same age as our little girl. It's great. They can play together. What I didn't know is crime came with them. Do I move, call the police, and let them make my life a living hell? Find out if snitches get stitches on my latest podcast. Go to wbz.org slash homemade stories. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Tim Barnes, and each week I ask a guest to reveal a headline for a funny, true story. This week's guest is comedian Lisa Traeger. Oh, as a headline? Is that... (laughs) Two drunk girls get rejected by crush, start bleeding, get angry. Rehab doesn't work. I don't know. (laughs) I was at Iowa State, and I was miserable, and I had already been arrested three weeks prior for drinking, and I was just... You know when you're young, you... You're like, I'm the problem, not everyone else. You're not like, oh, I'm not happy. Maybe I should change my 
location or what I'm doing. Instead, I was like, why don't yeah. I? Why can't I figure it out? I'm so unhappy. <laughs> so I had this other friend who was kind of a lunatic, and so she had to be sober too. I think she was depressed, and so I was like, let's just have a sober night out, and we'll go to the gymnastics meet. We had a great gymnastics team. She's like, absolutely, like come on by. So I get to her dorm room, and she's like, well, let's just have like a couple drinks. She had, like, Parrot Bay rum. Is that what it is? Finish the bottle. I mean, <laughs> I don't know how, but we got blacked out, like, instantly. I mean, I just, not blacked out, but but I remember just being wasted. And my crush, who I still really like, he follows me on Instagram, he um, was in that dorm. I'm like, let's go find him. So we're, like, wasted. And I just remember we were the girls that, like, everyone probably hated. You won't admit you love me. Like falling over, screaming, being like overly obnoxious, loud, like all over people. So I could tell we were like the worst. People wanted us to leave. So then the next thing I remember is my friend is bleeding all over her arms, just like blood everywhere. And I'd known she'd been like depressed and like suicidal and stuff. So I was just like, oh no, she's trying to kill herself. So, so, I so start- you're out. You're out having a good time. Yeah, and the blackout. Yeah, you wake up. So this is like pieces that I remember, and so then, so I just start screaming like, "Someone's trying to kill themselves! Call nine one one! Call nine one one! She's bleeding!" Um, but actually, she just like punched through a fire extinguisher thing. <laughs> so she was she was just being a lunatic. She's a lesbian now, so I think she had a lot of issues. But like, so she punched through this fire extinguisher. <laughs> so then we're in her dorm, and the police come, and I open the door, and I was like, in my head, I'm like, who the f- called the cops? But it was like. Like me, I made everyone call the cops. So I push the cop out and I slam the door, which is not good. So and you're so, mad at yourself for calling the cops. You don't even remember. I, I doubt I remember calling the cops. <laughs> so then the cops try to get in and I'm pushing them out, which like you can't really fight a cop. So then they like push me aside. They go in and I'm just like, Shannon, kick them, kick them. Don't trust them. They're going to take advantage of you. Like kick them. And so then she's like attacking these cops. So then the cops take me out and they're like, listen, it's obviously been a rough night. Like, it, if you just call someone, they could pick you up and they'll take you home. Everything will be okay. And instead of being like, oh, thank you so much, I was just like, fuck you. And I have a joke about it, but I was just like, if you were smart, you'd be a detective. You guys need to go to college. You're dumb. You're a fucking Iowa. Just insulting these officers for no reason. <laughs> so then um, they arrest me. And then to get back at them, I'm like, well, I'm going to go limp. So I refused to walk. So I like went really limp and they to drag me to the police car so I go to jail and you're in a drunk tank with all these other drunk bitches and like you know it's depressing I'm like back in jail three weeks later you know what I mean like I could I, it's just that should have been a wake up call for you I know I dropped out of school and came home for sure no 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 <laughs> so then um, but I wake up in the middle of the night at jail and I look over I'm like Shannon how did you end up in jail and she was like oh I was throwing bedpans at people at the hospital <laughs> I was like oh okay <laughs> and then um, and then I got out of jail my sister drove actually 11 hours in a blizzard from uh, Illinois to pick me up I dropped out came back home Started working at, like, a cool hair salon and, like, just, I loved being in Chicago. And then everything happened, you know, like, I was happy and, you know, going to school, started stand-up. So, like, I just did not want to be in Iowa, but I wasn't, like, smart enough or mature enough to be like, oh, I should leave. But then I got arrested one more time in Chicago. (laughs) For what? Um, I got belligerent at a White Sox game. Um, That's normal. 
it was the home opener in 06. So it was the year after they won the World Series. I mean, my friend and I, we lived in the suburbs. So we would drive to the Howard Red Line and then uh, get bottles of booze, like a fifth of vodka. And we would play Circle of Death between us and just finish a fifth of vodka between us two. To get to 35th is a pretty long ride, right? And so then... By the time we even got there, we were so hammered. So I don't know if I took my clothes off or if I was like making out or falling over, but like everyone hated me. But the Sox couldn't charge me because like I was underage drinking their alcohol. So like they couldn't charge me for drinking. So they charged me for like mis I don't know, something dumb. But then the court's on the south side. So they like, they obviously dismissed my case. You know what I mean? Like they didn't care. And that's the show. Big thanks to Lisa Traeger for stopping by. If you want more information about her, follow her on Twitter. Her Twitter handle is at GlitterCheese. That's right, at symbol GlitterCheese. It's All True is a production of WBEZ Chicago and The Whiskey Journal. This show is produced by me, I, myself, Tim Barnes, and Joe Dassault. You can subscribe to this show and other wonderful WBZ podcasts on iTunes. Visit wbez.org slash podcasts. For more information on that, you can also find the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash alltruepodcast. If you can do one more thing after that, retweet me. My Twitter handle is timbarnes451. And follow the show at alltruepodcast. This is Tim Barnes signing off saying, I believe in you.